Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is December the 29th, 2019. Strong hand, unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. Deferral of gratification, conviction, golden age. Yes, we're about to enter it. Well, it's the 2020s, whatever you want to call it. Relentless, strive for greatness, people. Ambition, avoid mediocrity. We're going to talk about all of this today. I am so excited. First of all, check out last night's show. That was supposed to be the Beyond Bitcoin show with the Bitcoin rabbi, but it morphed into this hybrid of a show and I thought, you know, I got to bring people the traditional Beyond Bitcoin show. So you're getting an extra show. This is your doubleheader Sunday, not your NFL doubleheader Sunday. No, no, no. No, no need to watch that since the Ravens are already. Anyway, but uh, you'll get this show in the morning. Then much later tonight, we'll have the one Bitcoin show. But this is your Beyond Bitcoin show. So ask those questions in the chat. Type, Do a super chat. Do Type in uh, Bitcoin Meister, all one long word, or I can't see it, people. Um, also, and it, it changes colors. You'll notice if it changes colors. Come on now. Uh, and so Friday's uh, This Week in Bitcoin show was unbelievable. It was a conclusion uh, show for the year. Predictions, all sorts of lightning network talk, for especially that the first 20 minutes. It is all linked to below. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt. Hello, my elite friends. Okay, let us start off with something uh, from... I guess, mainstream culture that I find hilarious. And I got to tell you, it's going to make some money for whoever came up with this. Cameo.com. Have you heard of this before? Cameo.com. You you pay, well, stars or former stars or former famous people from baseball players to wrestlers to 70s sitcom people, uh, they all sign up and you pay, they name a price. For a little one minute or less clip, they will say anything that you tell them to say, like happy birthday, cousin John, or I hope you feel better, grandma. And I guess some of these guys are desperate for attention and desperate for money, and they're trying to revive their careers. Good for them. Good, good. I mean, if that's if they need the money, this is a great Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. Now, you guys know I like that guy. For obvious reasons, if you've been a long-term long-term watcher of the show, long-time watcher of the show, you'll understand why. Um, but he was a wrestler from back in the day, and uh, I linked to his, his cameo. Like you see, the ones he's prepared for other people, hilarious stuff. He he goes into character with his his laugh, and and it's only seventy five dollars. I mean, I almost would pay for something like that. Seventy five. Of course, I don't waste my money. But but it is seventy five dollars to get a, a birthday wish from uh, Ted DiBiase. It's pretty funny. It, I I he could charge more than that. He could charge one hundred fifty dollars. I mean, I, all sorts of Adam Jones, the former center fielder of the Baltimore Orioles. He's even on there. I don't know if anybody signed up for him. He'll be playing in Japan uh, this coming year. He was good in his day though. But he's no Ted DiBiase in terms of yeah, popularity. I'll say that. So, hey, I love this. Is such an innovative idea. It's probably been around for a few months. I just heard about it now. Uh, I don't like popular culture very much. Uh, I'm not into stars and and all and worshiping them. But this is this is funny, and and this is a way everybody benefits. I think everyone gets something out of this. 
And it, it's a one of the what the internet brings us is so many innovations and uh, new ideas. So I really like that a lot. Pound that like button. So we'll start it off. Uh, even I can appreciate. Uh, you know, I, I mean, personal responsibility is the new counterculture. But some of the mainstream culture stuff like that, it's it's funny, man. It is, uh, and they're making money. Good for them. Good for them. They're being productive. They're not complaining, at least. Whoever's behind that. So speaking of complaining. And scapegoating mentality, scapegoating mentality. You really can see it in America this time of year in the NFL. I'm, I'm getting, I don't follow it. I don't know who's been fired, who's been hired, whatever. This is the time of the year everyone is blaming their coaches. Fire this coach, fire this, the fire the Cowboys coach, follow, follow, fire the Giants coach, whoever it is. Fire, fire. It's their fault. It's their fault. It's no, it's the players didn't play well. Is it the, it, it's the, every year though, I mean, sometimes the, the coaches might be, be really ignorant and draw up horrible plays. Okay. Whatever. But it's this every year people are impatient with rebuilding. Uh, and you just see, this is like, this is the default on it for everyone. Blame, 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 blame. They can't wait it out. They gotta, they gotta find a specific person. And in the NFL, it is always fire the head coach, fire the head coach. And that's not, <laughs> It's a very reactionary uh, way of dealing with things. And uh, it, it does show the, the mob skate. And everybody jumps on the bandwagon. Fire the coach. Fire the coach. And it happens in baseball also. Uh, and it's it, usually it's the players, dudes. <laughs> um, so it, it is a, it's a great example of the scapegoating mentality that really goes throughout life in general in the West uh, for those that are not in motion. People are in motion. They don't need the scapegoat. People who are people who are in motion don't need the scapegoat. People who are not in motion, they need the scapegoat like this. Okay. So it's that time of year, scapegoating time of the year. Let's see. We got people over there in the chat. Hey, another good day. Yes, it is. All right. If you got questions, you got to type in uh, Bitcoin Meister. All right. Or do a super chat. Uh, compete. Don't complain. I like it. That That's what I say. I got a lot of sayings, don't I? Now, I, I want to – this is going to seem really basic out there. It sounds really simple, but if you practice this, think. Use that head of yours. Keep it fresh. I mean, it could be a use it or lose it type of situation. Some people haven't thought for a long time. They don't think. Think, people. Use your head. Exercise that muscle, whatever you want to call that thing up there. And just don't blindly accept what the algorithm tells you. <laughs> We've had shows about that recently. So many people, again, they go with the mob. Whatever the mob's saying, they're do they don't think. Oh yeah, it, analyze the situation, figure it out for yourself. Don't go with the mob. Don't go with the eighty percent. I know it seems real simple, but sometimes you sometimes you might find yourself doing it. Like, why am I watching this video? Oh, YouTube suggested this video. That's why I'm watching. You, you, no, you're not thinking. That's the worst. What an algorithm is telling you what to do. I mean, that's worse than following a mob, isn't it? Blindly following something that's not even alive. But we're about to enter that in this golden age. You better be careful, people. All right, let's let's move on to some political stuff real quick. Now, there's a there's a candidate I mentioned him before in a Democratic primary named Tom Steyer, who is a billionaire. He's not doing very well at all, but he is spending an incredible amount of money. And for me, that just is the perfect example. Why do we need campaign finance rules? 
why, why can't someone in China give money to a campaign? Why can't someone in Russia give money? Why can't a billionaire sponsor someone else? Okay. Money doesn't always, it doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. This guy's got, and Bloomberg's coming in now too with a lot of money. Are, are, is Bloomberg going to win? Is, is Steyer going to win? I, I know Steyer's not going to win. So le- regulation is the problem. With, with all these campaign fi- finance regulations and all this paperwork you have to fill out, if you care about elections and all that, it actually stops people from running. It stops poor people from 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 running. Okay? If you were a poor person and you wanted to run for governor, you get somebody to sponsor you, a billionaire to sponsor you, and you could get in. If if you're just a regular poor person, you can't get a sponsor. You got to do so much more footwork to beg, 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 beg. You spend all your time begging. You spend all your time filling out paperwork. Let this is a perfect example of government regulation messing up something totally. So we're, and we're seeing it. So I, but but most people are, they hate billionaires. They hate rich people. So they think that they're going to have an advantage because they have a lot of money. No, that is not that. Look, look, use your head. Tom Steyer isn't becoming president. He's blowing wads and wads of money. So Politico has an article on this. Um, Together, Tom Steyer and Michael Bloomberg have poured nearly $200 million into television and digital advertising alone. With the former New York mayor spending an unprecedented $120 million in roughly three weeks since he joined the presidential race. That's more than double the combined ad spending of every single non-billionaire candidate in the Democratic field this year. And he's going to lose. So, hey, if billionaires want to blow their money on elections, that just – I mean – the, the election, it's a, it's an industry. Elections USA is – so some people are making money off of it. Great. People are getting jobs because of this. Or they're pretty pointless jobs. I mean I, I don't get caught up in this. I you know, I haven't seen a Bloomberg or Steyer ad yet. Not, you know why? Because I don't watch any TV and I, I'm probably not going to the sites targeting or I'm not seeing the things they're tar- targeting. Um, who knows? I, I – uh, they're, they're probably get, trying to get the 80 percenters. I don't go where the 80 percenters go. They're trying to go where they, the, 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 they think they can convince these uh, follower type of minds. But I, I haven't seen their ads yet. I'm sure I, people have said that the Bloomberg ads are if you're, if you're watching CNN at the airport, you see them all the time or you see them at airports. I don't know. Maybe I'll see it at the uh, next airport. I'm not going to be at the airport for quite some time, actually, because I'm taking the bus to El Paso, Texas. Yes, I paid $3 for that bus. I'm going to be in El Paso, Texas, starting January the 14th until uh, February the uh, February the 11th, and then LA uh, until April. We'll, we'll talk about that in another show. Okay, so everything I talk about is linked to below. What else have we? Someone says want shirt. Every if you can get shirts like this, they're they're all linked to below. Everything's linked to below. Teasing's greeting from the UK. Yes. Happy Hanukkah to all and to whatever you're celebrating. Definitely. Season's greetings. Now, uh, <laughs> whatever you're celebrating, happy, happy, happy. Have a fun time with your families, whatever you're doing. Today is the eighth night of Hanukkah tonight. Uh, and again, if you want to learn about Hanukkah, watch yesterday's show with the Bitcoin rabbi. And uh, it was great. So speaking of a Jewish person, Yuval uh, Noah Harari. He is Jewish. He, he was born Jewish, at least. He's uh, in Israel, or he's an Israeli. Really smart guy. Talked about him before, philosopher, talks about the future, the AI, things we need to worry about. Now, again, he wants governments all to get together 
and, and, and develop a plan. He, he's centralized. He, he worships governments on a certain level, but he is a thinking man. He, I love his concept of the story. People buy into stories. He, I, he's not my, I don't share the same politics with him. He is smart. I mentioned him before he got interviewed by Russell Brand, another guy. I don't even know why Russell Brand's famous anymore. I forgot. Why is he famous? Why do I even know who he is? I, I forgot. It's so awesome that I don't even remember how he got fit. Did he, he, maybe he was married to a hot woman once or something here. He, he was in movies. I don't know. What did he do? But, or he says controversial things. Well, he's got a podcast, never watched it before, but I, but since Yuval was on it, I watched it. Now, Russell keeps begging him basically to talk about like tearing down the system and almost starting some type of socialist re revolution for the people, the exploited people. But Yuval is not falling for it. He is not falling for it. He just talks about, you know, we're, we're about to experience a, a technical change in this world. We're moving very fast. We're evolving very fast in terms of technology. And we should think about it now so people don't end up useless in the future. And people don't have, end up angry in the future. And it, it is good to talk about what is on the horizon. I, I agree. Now, do we need to force people to do certain things? No, we should talk about it. If we talk about it, it we will naturally come up with solutions and ideas through the capitalistic prospect process. Now, uh, Russell Brand doesn't like capitalism at all. He, he again, he calls it exploitation. It, 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 I'm not going to get into his, his politics. But a very interesting point. Uh, about this golden age that we're about to enter. There is a big difference between irrelevant people, the people who are uh, useless people, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a bad word to call people, and the exploited. The exploited, that people who've been exploited in the past, they, they did have some leverage. They could form unions. Um, they could quit because people needed the exploited. People needed those factory workers. People needed uh, the, the cheap labor, labor. They could just go on. They could go away. They could go on straight. They could go away. They were needed to, to run. Now, I'm not saying capitalism exploits people at all. I'm just, I'm just talking about something they ended up talking about. When you are irrelevant, you're not needed at all. When you're useless, you're, you could just be ignored. These people can be totally forgotten. So we're about to enter an age because of technology that some people, if they just choose to be welfare recipients and choose not to move, choose not to learn new technologies, to choose not to change their ways, they will be useless people. This is, some, again, they're not forced to be useless people. Now, I think, uh, me, I'm not going to put words into their mouths, but maybe Russell thinks that people are going to be forced to be useless people. No, it's not. You always have an option. You always, if you're an able-bodied person, you, the future even, you do not have to be useless, okay? There will be opportunities out there to be productive, to be happy, but there will be easy ways to be useless also and just go on the government welfare or, or whatever it may be. Um, but it will be very interesting in the future when we, or I mean, maybe now we even have these totally irrelevant people. Like they have no leverage because they have no skills. They are not in motion at all. They choose to be whatever you want to call them. And uh, they're going to be left behind. And don't be those people. <laughs> but uh, it, it is it is an interesting uh, it's an interesting interview and uh, interesting interaction. And uh, I, I did. Uh, yeah, if you make yourself irrelevant, you're going to have no leverage whatsoever. No leverage. That is being totally irrelevant. All right. So I, I hadn't really thought about that before, at least in those terms. 
because again, since I'm in motion, I have no worries about being phased up, phased out or, or anything like that. I mean, we were, you know, a Andrew Yang's solution, just giving everybody money. We'll see. No, that's, uh, they'll still be, <laughs> that's just living off the government. Now, if they do nothing with that money, but if they do actually start, you know, he, he, he says, Andrew Yang thinks if you give people money, uh, they're going to actually do stuff with productive with it. A lot of people will just smoke weed all day. I mean, and that's, and become totally more useless than they already are. Crypto HW giveaway. They're giving away. It's linked to below. I mentioned this on another video. Joseph out in Southern California, the owner of Crypto HW Wallet, is giving away HW ones. There's the, like the original Ledger wallets. You just click on the uh, Twitter below and see what you have to do to get it. I don't even know, but I, I thought that was nice. I mean, if people want uh, a free storage device from a, a, a trusted uh, third party, there, uh, there you go. Let's see. Increasing homelessness and poverty in LA is crazy to see. Uh, tents on the sidewalk. Yeah, Robbie, I agree with you. When I, I and I'll be back in LA. It is crazy to see. It is. It's amazing how a guy can just set up a tent right outside the freaking Sprouts on La Brea in south of West Hollywood. I mean, it, it's 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 a nice area, and a dude just sets up a tent, a tent right uh, catty corner to the Sprouts. Uh, sprouts is a, a healthy. Uh, uh, out west, it's a it's a healthy su supermarket food store. But we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, now, I do want to say we just we just had we just had the best decade in human history. Seriously, uh, this is an article from something called the Spectator. They remind us that it, a lot of people have said for years and years we're going to run out of resources, run out of gold, run out of this, run out of that, and we find replacements for those resources and. So many people predicted so much doom for the previous decade or this debt, whatever, the, the teens that we're in. And it was the best. And we're going to enter an even better one now. So you can be a doomer and a gloomer. You can generate fear. Um, and, and when you generate fear, people run to individuals for they run to the government for solutions. They, they don't when someone's scared, they no longer think they can create solutions or they no longer think solutions are out there. We're going to get to that in a second. Uh, real quick, this is uh, a tweet from, I don't even know who this dude is. Forget about bike lanes and smart cities for a second. A, I know Jeet retweeted this. A simple test of, and, and this, this goes with LA here, a simple test of good urbanism is whether or not your children can make their own way to and from school safely or not on foot using simple dumb tech like human-scaled streets and paths. Yeah, that is awesome because you've got cities like Baltimore who are like, oh, yeah, well, we'll create some bike lanes and that'll make everything safe. That'll do every it'll be a great city. And you know what? The bike lanes were, were and they can't even do that right in Baltimore. The bike lanes were good for the hipsters. They still get hit often by cars. And I, I have known a, a few hipsters in Baltimore who have been hit by cars because people drive so hard. It, it's so horrible in Baltimore. Um, they don't respect bikers, which is unfortunate because uh, that's uh that's deadly. I mean, your car, when you're in a car, it's a responsibility. Take personal responsibility. Don't, don't hit the hot redhead hipster in, um, on the bike. And I knew, uh, she had fake red hair, not my ex-girlfriend, but another, uh, she, my ex-girlfriend had real red hair, another hipster that I, she wasn't in. But, but anyway, the point is I knew a fake red hair hipster got hit by a car and she shouldn't have been hit by a car. I think her boyfriend actually got hit by a car. Here's the point. Here's the point. All right. Besides Adam knowing a lot of hipsters in Baltimore and fake redheads and real redheads, um, 
is that a city like Tel Aviv, although they do, they, they, they like their bike lanes also. I see kids walking to school there all the time. It is so safe. That's what you should aim for your city to be. Uh, create a system, uh, a mentality uh, within yourself that you can spread to others where it's, it's safe. Um, shun people who commit crimes. <laughs> Get them out of there, okay? Don't, don't, uh, don't cater to the criminal class. And uh, I mean, th th this is, I mean, urbanism on one level, I, I guess, is, is a centrally controlled uh, belief system. It's like, well, let, let, let's uh, let the government tell us how the city is going to be shaped and how, how the streets are going to be, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, it, you know, it's kind of putting the government on a pedestal there. But this is the world we live in. If we're going to have the government on some sort of a pedestal, if we're going to have uh, some kind of public-private partnership that 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 revolves that makes up uh, good urbanism or whatever you want to say, um, the goal should be let's make make this street safe for kids to walk to street walk, walk to school, okay, whether it be private school or public school. Uh, then you know you're doing things right, okay. Then you know just because you throw in a bu bunch of bike lanes, uh, it doesn't mean things. Are, and you need a freaking uh, smartphone to get around. Uh, that that's that. Make it so that a kid can just walk to school without a smartphone, know how to get to school, and safely get back and forth. And there's a lot of places you cannot. Most places you can't do that anymore. L.A. Now you really would you send your kid uh, to walk to school a short distance? There's some parts of L.A. It's pretty, but then who knows? Is is a tense city going to all of a sudden pop up? Who knows what's going on over there? Okay, so because uh, <laughs> in that neighborhood where I, where I hang, where I will be. There are many Orthodox Jews, and there are Orthodox Jewish schools. The kids like live two blocks away, so those kids can walk to school actually when they lived like that. But if they lived a longer distance away, eh, you'd have a problem. All right, forget so. But hey, oh, water. Here's a health tip. As you know, you got it. I drink two of these a day, two filled with water a day. You want to do it at least two hours before your meal. So this is way before my one. Remember, only one meal during the day. And you want to space them out too. You only want to have one of these per hour. You don't want to have two in an hour. So I, you know, I had one, you know, about ninety minutes ago. So now it's time for the other. I, I'll still need some. Obviously, I didn't finish it. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm like using my tip of the day to you know remind me that it's actually time to do something. Okay, Adam, thank you for sharing your views with the fe with fearless honesty, unique beast like button there uh rock rock solo yes be a unique unique beast i i want every all my people out there to be able to share their thoughts like this be in the bitcoin overlay work for yourself know that you can't get fired i can't get fired even if they shut down my bank account who cares um i still have my bitcoin i could just start a new life uh, and, and when i say they i mean it because i don't i don't believe in they when i when i just said they i mean it's like uh for some reason i the government officials in the United States became strict and said, uh, you know, people who say things uh, like Adam, they're not allowed to have bank accounts anymore. Uh, bank of America, you're, we're friends with you. Please shut down his bank account. Wells Fargo, please the city, everybody that he's got bank accounts with, uh, who, Maryland, shut down his bank accounts. And then I have no bank. Who cares? You shut down the eight bank accounts of mine. I still got that Bitcoin, baby. And that's why I know I could. And, and I'm not parent. You know, the United States, we might, we, maybe one day there'll be something like bail-ins. 
I don't I don't think they would ever shut down my bank. Well, well okay. <laughs> you never say never because uh, they do shut down bank accounts of people who are doing uh, involved in all sorts of uh, organized criminality. I will say that. So in theory, the United States could declare what I do to be organized criminality one day. I guess I don't I don't foresee that. I don't foresee that. But definitely other countries. Heck yeah. So there will be bail-ins in other countries. There will be bank accounts that will be that that's why just being the Bitcoin overlay again. Okay, so we went to Bitcoin there for a second. So let's talk about golden age and, and cities even more, even more city stuff here. So this is about private cities, what I'm about to tell you about. Private urbanism. So I, I like this a lot. Milton Freeman's grandson named Patrick Friedman. Okay, he was on Scott Adams show and it's linked to below the first part of it. You can watch it. I have heard about this before. It's called a uh, pronomus and everything about Patry and pronomus. It's, it's linked to below. Uh, they want to build. They ask countries permission to build their own cities in these countries. Like in Honduras, they're going to build a private city. And it's going to involve the Hondurans and everything, but they're going to be able to create their own rules and laws, and it, it won't be totally governed by the Hondurans. And it'll be able to be replicated in different countries. So it's it's cool. This dude, this is what we're entering in this new decade, the 2020s. If you believe this is the start of the new, I know the official start of the new decade is 2021, but let's get we're getting to the 2020s, okay? At golden age. And so I like this Patrick Freeman for putting it out. Uh, apparently, a lot of people in Silicon Valley are sponsoring him. He mentioned some of the names, big, big names. And one of the names he, he mentions, by the way, is King of the Trolls. So I know King of the Trolls have been, has been interested in building private cities for a while. I think that, you know, I'm not a big fan of King of the Trolls, but um, apparently he's putting his money where his mouth is. And I, I support that. But But Scott Adams said... When Patrick Freeman like listed all the people, and one of the names he listed was King of the Trolls, Scott Adams was like, "Well, I, I think a, a lot of viewers right now they might not know who all those people are. Those are some of the biggest names in Silicon Valley." And I'm like, "Dude, uh, King of the Trolls is not a big name in Silicon Valley at all. You just made a big generalization. A lot of the people were, but if, if I don't think Scott Adams knows who King of the Trolls is, because he wouldn't have said like." If he understood how controversial a figure King of the Trolls was and he heard that name listed, he would have said, yeah, those are some of the biggest names in Silicon Valley, except for that last name, who is this cryptocurrency guy who is very, very controversial. Okay, so Scott Adams is not the expert in everything that he uh, might uh, convey to others. I, I think he does, and that's part of his persuasion, is to make it look like he knows more than he really does. But whenever I give him a lot of credit for having this Patrick Patry Freeman on the show. Um, and by the way, Jim, the other day, and I, I think I'm going to mention this on tonight's One Bitcoin show uh, because we're going to hopefully be a doubleheader. It will be late tonight. But I got conviction. I got to do two shows in a day, baby. What what the heck? Um, Jim gave me a super chat the other day um, and uh, I went in on a show that was uh, – and now third normal form gave, gave me a fist bump uh symbol and he sent three dollars to thank you third normal form and thank you jim the other day and uh i appreciate all the support dudes keep asking those questions oh lele said all i have is one bitcoin now is that enough well lele that's better than your usual commentaries about my my backside i know you want to see my back do you want to see it baby you want to see it lele no um but seriously uh 
do you think uh, you're going to be able to live uh, be live off of that in the future? When do you when do you intend to retire? Is that enough uh, to live off of? Uh, if you intend to retire in 2040, how much do you think a Bitcoin is going to be worth in 2040? You think that's going to be able to sustain you? I mean, some people do believe that. Some people, I can't say. I aim for a much higher number of Bitcoin um, to, to get my uh, retirement stash. Uh, and uh, because when I when I created this, uh, I when I thought of, well, it was Vinnie Lingham inspired partially because he, he said, um, he said uh, by a certain date, a Bitcoin is going to be worth $3,000. And then I thought, well, you know how many how many Bitcoin I need if if I really believe that's going to happen, and uh, I, I got that many Bitcoin, and uh, it was uh, it was it was it was a good calculation there. So uh, the amount you need to be comfortable uh, and and to live in the Bitcoin overlay, I have already attained that number uh, a long time ago, and and apparently it's going to be able to uh, at this rate, it'll be able to sustain all of my siblings descendants also <laughs> they will never have to work if it continues uh to to, to be the way it, on the trend uh so i'll keep my fingers crossed about my uh descendants and, and i mean i don't have any kids yet but if i have kids they, they would get the bitcoin before my siblings children but but right now uh i have nieces and nat nephews and uh yeah i planned it out pretty well didn't i uh but you could plan the same thing so maybe you need 10 bitcoin maybe you need 100 bitcoin i don't know you got to make them, you got to do the math yourself. Okay. But uh, for some, I mean, one Bitcoin, how about this? If you're a kid that was just born yesterday, well, that kid, that kid will be 30 years old in uh, 2050. 2050, partying hard, 2050. Like, so in 2060, when they're 40, will one Bitcoin be enough to live off of? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's pretty interesting to think about it. But uh, obviously, I'm not zero years old. I got to determine it a little differently. All right. So we talk about the golden age. So uh, now let's talk about fear again. Fear drives so much. It just drive drives so much in this world. And so there are a lot of people who want to fear China. And so they think China is so successful. Yaron Brooks has a video about this. And it's... Uh, He's basically commentating on Senator Rubio from Florida saying that uh, the United States government should basically pick and choose uh, industries to help and punish those that deal with China. It's fascism. I mean, he's talking about fascism. He's talking about replicating the Chinese model, which is fascism right now. They pick and choose winners. The government is behind so many um, so many endeavors over there so many businesses over there now sure it looks like they're doing well now china's doing well but in the long run are they going to be able to sustain that uh picking and choosing winners no um they're not and we shouldn't be in panic mode saying yeah we should be like more like china we need to pick and choose winners we, we we're scared china it's unfair they're beating us oh they're going to take over the world don't be. there are individual businesses in china some of them are, are heavily invested in by the government um, they're producing things that we want. Sure. How long are they going to be able to produce things that we want? I don't know. Um, that doesn't mean that the United States should tell producers in the United States, no, we're, we're going to do things more like China and we're going to interfere in what you're doing. Interference, as I said before, it distorts entire markets. So don't panic. Don't be scared of China. 
We should be going in the opposite direction of China, letting all the businesses in the United States be free without government intervention at all. And that is how we will beat China because it's not we, it's individual businesses, it's entrepreneurs that that are going to do well and uh, produce value for everyone. And there'll be more and more abundance, the more freedom the producers in the United States have. So don't fear China. Don't fear anyone because when you fear, you run to demagogues, you run to philosopher kings for the solutions. You don't come up with your own solutions anymore. You cede control to these philosopher kings and politicians and, and overlords, and it's the wrong direction. China, the Chinese system is not the best system. The true best system is true capitalism and freedom, which is what America leans toward now. But these speeches by uh, that are greatly that are critiqued in a glorious way by uh, Yaron Brook, they're disturbing. They're disturbing. We don't need centralized philosopher kings. We don't need a set centralized guidance from uh, Marco Rubio. Americans are spoiled, and they won't move for good jobs, and they want the government to bring them the jobs. Okay, no. Don't don't rely on the government just because you might not have a good job now, just because your things might be bad in what, Nebraska or wherever you are. Or I, I don't want to pick on Nebraska, uh, West Virginia. Move. Don't look for the government to have a centralized solution. Americans should not be looking for the government for solutions out of fear of what's going on in China. All right. And here, offset classifieds and two bucks. Thank you very much. He says hello, friends. Yes, hello, my elite friends. So moving on, um, but uh, Americans, a lot of Americans are sick with self-hatred. Um, the, the, a lot of the West is sick with self-hatred, okay? So, I mean, the title of this was, you know, 2020. So I'm, I'm giving you some different perspective on directions people are going in the 2020s, trends that are in the 2020s. Some are really glorious. Some are fear. People are always going to be scared. Don't jump on that fear bandwagon, though. Uh, but uh, people, the, the self-hatred... And I know it's a strong word that's in the West. People can no longer envision greatness for themselves. They, they don't understand why people would want to improve themselves anymore and why mankind would want to test boundaries and learn. Um, people are very comfortable and they get stuck on purpose at, at almost. I mean, they're like, yeah, I've reached this level, got the wife, got the kids, that's it. And then I'm, I'm stopping. I'm not trying to better myself anymore. I got the white picket fence. I'm in debt, whatever, but I'm fitting in. And then envy forms, envy forms, because they see other people. There are people that are doing better and they think that's unfair. It's unfair. Why, why are they striving for greatness? And the jet, you know, popular culture tells you it's horrible to be a billionaire. It's horrible to strive to be, to even get more money when you're already rich. If you're already a millionaire, you're evil if you're trying to become a billionaire. You're e if you're the Winklevi brothers, you're evil for trying to become the richest people in the history of the world. That I mean, that's what the general – that people vilify the, the Winklevi so much. I think what they're doing is great. They're using cryptocurrency. They want to become the first trillionaires on the planet Earth. God willing, it happens. God, pound that like button because if they become trillionaires, that their Bitcoin stash is going to be worth a lot. And that's good for all of us Bitcoin holders. Okay. But, but, but that's the thing. So I'm not envious of people like that. I do not have self-hatred for, for, for myself, like saying, oh, I'm horrible. I shouldn't try to do well. No, I want to do as best as possible. I want mankind to strive for greatness. But we are living in this sick world now where uh, people don't think greatness is something to be admired. 
that uh, innovation is not to be admired, that, that the government just can can come up with solutions. No, it's the it's the private industry. It's the minds. It's the people who strive for greatness that change this freaking world. So test your boundaries. Um, you need to remember how rare the people who strive for greatness are, though. Okay, those are the true elites of the world. When I say my hello, my elite friends, I I think that you guys are in motion and that you guys are striving for greatness. And since there are so few left, because the 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 West is is stuck in this self hatred mentality, uh, vilification of uh, success mentality, you are so way ahead. You're going to be able to do so much. So I talked to the Bitcoin rabbi last night about how he's got this great attitude and with. He's only been around the space for less than two years. He's met all these people. It's because he's positive. He's created this book. He's he's done well off of it. And there's other opportunities. By the way, if you speak Portuguese, contact the Bitcoin rabbi. You could be a distributor of his book, translate it. You could make money off of this idea, okay? That's the point. Be positive. Strive for greatness. And what a better world it would be if everyone could dream bigger and of great and, 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 and to have greater lives and to actually be in motion to try to do it instead of being jealous of other people with that have more and just saying government you should take away from them that will solve the problem government i'm jealous of uh, the billionaire so take away from him and redistribute oh no 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 that is the opposite but so many of you watching this you've got that positive attitude of being in motion and that makes you so way way ahead of these people so many uh, of the of the complainers and the envious people and the way ahead of uh, the people who are about to become useless and uh, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. So moving back to Scott Adams, I mentioned this on another show because I wasn't sure I was going to be able to get a beyond Bitcoin show in before the end of the year. I, Scott Adams is a guy who says, you know, make predictions, show how accurate you can be. Now I'm not that big of a prediction maker, but I want to make a prediction about Scott Adams. <laughs> he has uh, been talking about, uh, uh, that he's going to make these his videos are entertaining, okay? I give him that. It, 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 uh, the reason I watch his videos is because it, it does give you some thinking outside-the-box ideas, like that Patrick Freeman thing I mentioned, okay? If you're thinking while, you, while you're watching Scott Adams, if you're just not like mindly, mindlessly watching and picking your nose and just saying, oh, I'm becoming a better person because I'm picking my nose and I see this bald guy on YouTube. No, if you're actually understanding and thinking about some of the things he's saying – some very good outside of the box ideas. They're not always right, but they can inspire you. And they've, I, I, some have inspired me. But so he says he's about to do a, a series of shows with his girlfriend. Now she has recently, just in the last few days, become his fiance. Scott Adams is over sixty years old, and his fiance is in her early thirties, and she has two children by another man. Okay, now. I predicted on the show, uh, one of my regular One Bitcoin shows, and I'm predicting it again so you all hear it because I, I made the prediction a little early because I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it today as I just repeated, um, that Scott Adams would do the show with his girlfriend and he would either totally erase his first one or start removing it from Twitter. Something would be pulled down. And again, he hasn't made the show yet. But because he is going to get insulted up the yin-yang, he's not going to be able to take it. He's just not going to be able to take the social media criticism. So something involving the first show, he is going to erase or remove. Uh, and that's something I, I do not do. I do not erase my shows. 
you know, no matter how controversial. Now, again, I it, it, there was a, there was a show that once had a, a music music in it that I, I took down because I didn't want to get a, a copyright strike or something like that. That didn't have anything to do with Bitcoin. But again, it, it I don't remove anything that is you know not going to ruin my channel. What what I'm saying he's going to do is just censor himself, erase something from history that doesn't need to be erased from history. So, so I predict now since I made that prediction a couple of days ago. He, he has taken it to the next level. And I want to, I want to, and said, and he's going to marry this woman. Now let us go back. And, and this is an example. I don't want to pick on the dude or anything, but he is supposed to be a very smart man. He is a smart man. He has attained uh, a lot of success. His Dilbert uh, comic, uh, he's written books. He's rich. He lives in Silicon Valley in, in a bubble of sorts. He is already divorced. He's He's been divorced once. And with that woman, she had a, a, a child by another man, and that child became a teenager and unfortunately died of a, a fentanyl overdose, became a drug addict, and um, died uh, probably of a fentanyl overdose. And this has affected Scott Adams. In, in a, a, he, Scott Adams, whenever he talks about China, he starts cursing, and he's not very logical about China. Now, he, he doesn't want the United States to replicate China, I'll tell you that. He, he, he talks all these grand things like he's going to make individuals in America – decouple from china now individuals in america they don't care about china doing now china's doing horrible things to their people there's no doubt about it but people who shop at walmart uh, they don't care about that they they just want cheap stuff but but beyond the point so my point is china, scott adams has been affected very much by this very horrible tragedy that happened in his life that was avoidable if he didn't when, when you marry someone that already has a kid um that kid isn't going to be like you okay genetically at all and then they're probably not going to listen to you very much either because you're not their father. And so you can go on a roller coaster of a lot of drama and, uh, and it can end horribly like that. Like, so he's getting himself into a situation now where he's going to inherit two other kids. He, he could end up divorced again. And this woman is really young. And what I just learned, which is sickening, and this is sickening. A year ago when Scott Adams' um, stepson died of that overdose, this woman – this woman who he's about to marry broke up with him on Twitter. And what, what's that say about a person like that? What's that say? And the, but obviously she got back together him, with him again. But this man suffers a, a tragedy a tragedy that cannot even be explained. Um, a tragedy that is really, again, because he was a nice guy, he got into that situation. And his girlfriend at the time, his hot girlfriend, dumps him on Twitter. Because she's not getting it, probably because he wasn't giving her attention. You know, he, he was crying that his, his stepson had died horribly. And then this woman, and now a year later, he, he he's supposed to be smart. He's supposed to be a genius. Look, even genius smart guys, they fall for it over and over again. You see the same thing happening. You see, this is worse. He's going to get together with a woman who shamed him online, who embarrassed him, who, humili who humiliated him, who clearly wants attention. Who, and by the way, this woman who he's marrying, she's one of those like pinup girls on Pinterest or I don't even know. I don't know the names of the things. She's supposedly a model. Okay. And she wears a lot of makeup apparently. And so she likes men admiring her. She like that's what she, she loves attention, attention, attention from her looks. So is this going to end well for Scott Adams? It, I, does he have a prenuptial? Is he going to have a prenuptial? How smart is he? It, it's sad. It's really, really, really sad. Um, that so guys, um, Use your brains. Don't think about that guy. When a woman – there is no excuse. He, he should have – when she broke up with him on Twitter, why even get back with her at that point a year ago? Okay? Why, why even do that? 
You are a rich millionaire. It, but he clear there's there must be a self-esteem issue. There must be that he values his wealth in women in that type of he needs to have a woman. No matter how horribly she abused him, and that is abuse. That is horrible mental abuse. No man should take none of you should ever take that. None of if you have a tragedy, a tragedy, a tragedy in your life, and then the woman breaks up with you, and they get and then you don't go begging for her again. Don't go begging for her. No, she clearly is an, an attention seeker. I'm not going to use the word, okay? Don't get stuck with these attention seekers. You know, and this doesn't just happen to rich white dudes either. No, no, no. I I know of of a black man in the Baltimore area, uh, a, 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 a little younger than Scott Adams. He um he was divorced. He married an, a woman just to have company. This woman verbally abuses him. It's horrible. It puts him down, and. His son um, is also a drug addict, ended up in the hospital, almost died in the hospital. So the man comes to take care of his dying son, almost dying son in the hospital. His wife becomes angry at him in the hospital because he was sitting next to his ex-wife. <laughs> because the ex-wife is the child, is the mother, is the child of, uh, is the mother of the child that's suffering in, in the hospital. This is the attention. So it, it, can, it can happen to you if you're a regular black man. It can happen to you if you're a rich white man. This is happening all the time. And I've just, I've rambled on about this for a while, but I think it's, I think it's really important. I think it's, um, I can't believe Scott Adams doesn't even see that he's doing this. And it, it, this is, um, please learn from this. Please learn from, don't, don't end up like this dude. Do not end up like this dude. Um, and I know some men are thinking like, well, how could someone be so heartless? How could a woman be so heartless? Yes, yes. They could be this heartless, be it a, a, a black woman in Baltimore County or some rich, hot woman in a, in a Silicon Valley. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it is. They could be heartless because they want, some of them just care. They value their wealth in attention. And if their man isn't giving them attention, and you better believe it, too, that these same type of women, they're the first ones to cheat, too. Because they, they, we're not going to get down this, go down this anymore, okay? I think you've gotten the point. Um I guess good luck to Scott Adams. I hope you got a prenuptial dude. It's not going to end well for you. Um, um, what else do we have here? Okay, no, no other questions. So we got, oh, we got all sorts of the, we got some funny guys in there. You guys should watch uh, all, all the funny guys in there quoting the Bible or something. You watched yesterday's show. That that's for you. That was biblical yesterday. It was biblical. Bitcoin rabbi. Okay, moving on. Uh, so we talked about Scott Adams. Let's talk about – I'm going to talk about this on probably tonight's show real quick. I told you that I'm not a YouTuber. I'm a Bitcoiner. And we just experienced uh, where the algorithm punished uh, a lot of people with cryptocurrency YouTube channels. It uh, They revamped the algorithm at YouTube, and it's, it started uh, giving people strikes and not allowing them to upload stuff. Everybody thought it was a conspiracy. All these people are screaming. They're picking on the, the crypto YouTubers. Oh, YouTube doesn't like cryptocurrency. And with me, I was saying it's the algorithm. Uh, they try to tighten the algorithm to make it safer for children. You know, you shouldn't be reliant on this algorithm. Uh, you should have backups. You, you, you clearly, you dudes are YouTubers and not Bitcoiners because all you care about is getting out your show on YouTube. And now that the algorithm, the algorithm that you used to just write these like, 
Litecoin, a million dollars by 2021. You know, th those things that trigger the algorithm. Now that the algorithm is against you, you're crying like a baby and saying it's a conspiracy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, lo and behold, five days later, <laughs> it's everybody's being reinstated, whatever. They fixed the algorithm. It was the algorithm was doing something they didn't intend it to do. It wasn't just affecting cryptocurrency people. But I want to I want to point something out to you guys so you know the difference between a Bitcoiner and a YouTuber. For 50 hours during that time period, I also had a strike. I also was not allowed to upload. Did you hear me talk about that at all? Did, did it stop me? Are the people listening to this on my podcast now? Did you have any clue that anything had changed? The people who watch my videos, there's been a new video every day. There's been tweeted out every day. Everything's been out there. Now, something, if you go to disruptnipster.com, you'll see it's all the correct amount of videos. Dude, I that that's the difference right there, man. I'm I'm a Bitcoiner. I do not rely on the YouTube at all. Did it make a difference? I there was 50 hours that I had some magical strike against me. Didn't start screaming. I didn't want to be associated with those people at all. And I'm glad I'm not. So I mean, but but the thing, so now they'll go play their little, you know, they'll make their Litecoin videos and uh ripple videos again, and I'll make my Bitcoin videos, but just just remember this time period. And who who was screaming and crying like a baby, uh, and who wasn't? So who is who is an employee of YouTube, and who works for themselves? Okay, who's an employee of the algorithm, and who works for themselves? So uh, that, that there's your difference. If you didn't get what a Bitcoiner is and what a YouTuber is, well, you're probably never going to get it. But I think I think we've just seen the uh, an ultimate the ultimate example of that. All right. So, and I, I'll probably talk about that in uh, the show later tonight. College then and now, this is linked to below, 45% fewer 18 to 29-year-olds say a college education is very important than they did in 2013. So 40% fewer 18 to 29-year-olds were saying that college education is, is very important compared to 2013. That's a huge change in something so basic in just six years. Yep. Yes. Now, just because they say a college education is is not very important now. Or does that mean they're not gonna? They they still don't want to fit in, and they're not gonna buy it. Yeah, probably most of them are still. But we are we're trending toward a situation where eventually people are gonna break away from. They're just not gonna care anymore about fitting in, and there it isn't gonna be very important for them. They are gonna go their own way. They're gonna learn things online. So this is uh, this is the beginning. But uh, we I, I'm saying the eighty percenters. The people who probably shouldn't even go to college, they're going to be the ones still pumping up the price of college because they just want to fit in. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to University of Southwestern, Eastern, Central Arizona. Yes, look at me. I've got this paper. and Now I can't get a job. But I got a paper. You should give me a job, right? Eh? All right. But so that, that's but so the, some of the more elite thinkers out there, uh, they, they, they're, they're into this realm where they're like, yeah, I'm not down with this anymore. Uh, but will they act upon it? We shall see. 2020 should be interesting. Doug Casey, speaking, <laughs> I love to bring, bring up these Doug Casey uh, headlines from his uh, spam newsletter that I get. Our best minds say gold is the place to be in 2020. Oh, he will never stop. He will go to his grave saying that stuff. Remember that, people. There are going to be people that it's their thing. They they know how to make something clickbait. They know how to make people scared. Uh, gold is old, dude. Um, 
if you and and again remember gold uh doug casey has uh, gotten into cryptocurrency also so uh but he's still talking that big gold game for all his gold friends got it got to keep up that uh keep keep up that reputation but it, it is ridiculous at, that, at, the, at this point you'll need gold when everything falls apart in this technologically advanced uh, de uh decade we're about to enter yeah sure Hey, but the, the headlines keep on coming and they are hilarious. Our best minds say gold is the place to be. Who are our best minds? Please. Uh, Tika Taka 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 Rari, the guy in Florida that has the fake newsletter or whatever that you employ or they, uh, that you're associated with. Tika Taka Taka Tuka. All right. Best. Uh, oh, here we go. So we were just talking about YouTubers. All right. Now, again. I'm not a YouTuber. I'm I'm a Bitcoiner. I'm a guy who likes Bitcoin. I, that's my that's my thing. I hold Bitcoin. If YouTube were to go off the face of the earth, I'd be fine. I mean, <laughs> I'm upset. Um, the YouTubers, though, there are many many people out there that create content, all sorts of content. They rely on YouTube. Um, if, the, if the algorithm does something to them, they're going to be broke. They're going to be laying on laying on the street. I don't know what they're going to be doing. Okay, it's their employer. Okay, fine, it's your employer. As long as people know the difference in our space, which few few do, few take the time to actually think about you know the difference between the hottie talking about Ripple and you know uh, Vortex talking about Bitcoin. There's there's a big big difference, but eh, most people don't care. Um, they they'd rather just you know be enthralled with uh, the hottie and that's why they end up like scott adams also but so moving on uh there so hollywood is huge in america all right youtubers are now huge in america musicians entertainment type of stuff it's fluff it's social media well guess what the 80 percent of world pays for it okay so so many people rip on america well america produces nothing anymore it doesn't produce any iron and it uh, doesn't build uh, skyscrapers. Got to get the Chinese to do this, blah, 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 blah. Oh, it, it's going it's going down the tubes. Dudes, um, the 80 percenters have spoken. The mindless have spoken. They pay a pretty penny for anything involved with America, okay? And people in other countries could make these mindless YouTube videos. Some do. But the entertainment industry is so centered in America. Online, Hollywood, music, and all the world, they pay for it. Are they going to stop paying for it? No. <laughs> the 80 percenters are going to do what they're going to do. So people try to say it's an illegitimate industry, entertainment, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. Why don't the people in your country do it? Uh, and, why, and it generates and, – and, and why do the people in your country buy it? From us, from America, okay, from the American producers. So do I want to be, do I want to make movies in Hollywood? Do I want to make dirty rap songs? No. Do I buy that stuff? No. Is it a legitimate industry? Yes, it is. It is legitimate and it is, and this, if America keeps on, if Americans keep on doing that and the whole world keeps on buying it, which they are, good for them. Good for those individuals. They shouldn't be, they shouldn't be guilted into I guess what going on welfare and not doing that anymore. I don't know if that's the only thing they could do that they, they're being productive. You might not like that type of productivity and you might insult America for that. Like, or Americans, should I say that Americans are just these mindless. They're creating dirty videos. They're creating dirty movies. Oh, it's so we need to think. And yeah, so think, watch the smart YouTube videos, watch PBS, uh, do that. You compete, don't complain. But, uh, I, 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 people predicting America's downfall 
because of uh, this culture that is center, centered around so many superficial aspects of life. No, they're, they're getting rich off of it. These individuals are getting rich off of it. I'm not saying to participate in it. I'm definitely not participating in it. Um, but it is people, again, people insult Americans for this type of stuff. Oh, look at those fat Americans. They're producing, they're, they're producing this and the world, the world freaking wants it. All right. Finally, the, the last, yeah, I'm no fan of Hollywood, but LA is LA, man. It's, it's there. It, it's not going away because people all over this world love what's coming out of LA. Uh, and I mean, you can, you can complain again about Kim Kardashian and, uh, What's his name? Uh, her husband, Kanye. I, I wouldn't buy their stuff, but the whole world's buying this. They love it. They love it. This is what America produces. Oh, well. <laughs> Compete. Don't complain. Stop buying it. Stop buying it if you don't like it, but they like it. Here's a three-year-old story. Um, it's from South Africa, and it just it shows you uh, government, why you don't want to be involved in government education. Uh, they, they lowered the passing mark for mathematics to 20% <laughs> three years ago. If you got a, if you got 20% right, you passed in South Africa, apparently in their public schools, it's linked to below. <laughs> it just shows you man, government. You're not getting educated. If you're going to a, a, a government school, or if, if someone from a government school in South Africa shows you a diploma, uh, that might not mean, that doesn't mean very much. If you're, if you're trying to hire them for something that involves uh uh, some basic mathematics uh, that that is an interest that just shows you what a wacky wild world we live in when 20% can be a, considered a passing grade in a pretty legitimate country. Um, again, that, you know, uh, and it just shows you the insanity of, of centrally controlled, uh, you know, political correctness when, when that takes over a country, it's still, there are dudes in South Africa that are very productive and I guess they got to give their own test when they're hiring people. But in South Africa, you are forced to, uh, there are laws that force you to uh, to hire certain uh, ethnicities, certain there's a, there's a huge affirmative action, uh, uh, powerful in, in affirmative action laws over there. So you'll probably get stuck with some 20 percenter. And when I say that's a bad 20 percenter, <laughs> the one who only got a 20 on their math test, that's real bad. So going back to things, pound that like button. New show here every day. There's going to be one later in the day. Spread the word. Thanks a lot, dudes, for all the, the support. We're about to enter this golden age. Be a 20 percenter. Compete. Don't complain. We've got all these scapegoaters out there. They're, they're the most, uh, it's sad, but leave them in the dust. That's the awesome, awesome thing. When you're in motion, you leave those scapegoaters in the dust just to like roll around in the dirt with each other. And it's that's how they get their entertainment and jolly. That, compete don't complain ignore them all right i'm adam meister the bitcoin meister the disrupt meister remember subscribe to this channel like the video share this video check out the links below keep it positive like the bitcoin rabbi said last night be the light i like that one too man it's all about the positivity of this 2020s that we're, we're about to enter you can i mean i'm really extending this show because i'm so darn happy about it and we did it in less than an hour see you later tonight pound it Bang that bell button. I'll say hi to you dudes in the chat. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. This is Trace Mayer, and you're listening to Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. Anyways, this is a public service announcement about the annual celebration of Proof of Keys. That's where the entire community withdraws all their Bitcoins to addresses where they hold the private keys and run a full node. 
So visit ProofofKeys.com to learn more about why and how you should participate. And please make a small change to your Twitter handle to show your support. Thanks.